0: well good morning how's everybody doing this morning good good to be in the house of the lord amen and when we come to the house of the lord always come expecting god to do something good in your life amen how many come expecting for god to do something good right so this is a good place to be and uh, expecting god to do something good and wonderful in your life So before we begin, I just want to uh, say there's a lot of things, there's a lot of, well, welcome to Community Lions Church and those who are visiting for the first time or who are visiting uh, again, welcome. Glad to have you here today in the house of the Lord and I pray God will bless you richly in your time here. There are a lot of activities going on throughout the week. Uh, In a little while, Pastor will also announce some things Brother Chris will also announce some uh, things going on also. But coming up this Wednesday uh, from eight to nine is the Prayer Power Hour. That's an opportunity for us to come to get together as a body of Christ and to pray and to believe God for some great things to happen. That's uh, Wednesday, eight to nine, the Prayer Power Hour. Next Sunday is there is a Food and Fellowship uh, right after service, so you want to invite a friend, the neighbor, family members, uh, come on out with an appetite. It's gonna be Food and Fellowship. We also have a, a sign-up sheet, so if you would like to uh, make something for the Food and Fellowship, just write down your name and what it is you would like to uh, uh, make or bring. Personally, I like hot dogs, but <laughs> whatever (laughs) yeah no pastor please do not make hot dogs pastor please no Uh, (laughs) so anyway whatever you feel that you would like to make uh, please put it down and uh, write it down on there so we have a a lot of activities going on and praise the Lord so we just want to uh, open in a word of prayer and uh, then I'll have brother Chris come up and he wants to share with you also so let's pray father we just thank you for the wonders of your great love your mercies your compassions that are new upon us every morning we've come into your house Lord to worship you to praise you to exalt your name and to receive all that heaven has for us this day We pray for your anointing upon Pastor Jay as he brings forth the word, Lord God, that we have open hearts, minds, and souls, and spirits to receive all that heaven has for us. We pray that you will nourish us and grow us in our most holy faith as we sit in your house and in your presence. We pray that you will bless and anoint our time of worship as we come to praise you and to worship you in spirit and in truth. Let your hand be upon us mightily, Holy Spirit, have your way in our hearts, minds, and in this place today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Brother Chris.
1: First, I just want to say that uh, yesterday we had church. We got here, performed works of service, we did a car wash. And there were men and women and and children, boys and girls from the church. And we got to talk to people about themselves and, uh, uh, tell them a little bit about us that is church. And it just made me so excited. I loved it. So if you get a chance to participate in some of those activities, you're having church. And if you're, you know, coming here just for the service, or leaving as fast as you can after the service. You're not having church. You're just listening to the to sermon. Come to have church. It's great. People here are very nice. <laughs> but the reason why I'm up here is uh, the other day, my dear friend, pastor, an elder, fellow elder, Pastor Al, used a word. He said, excellence. And that hit home with me because I want to serve my Lord with excellence. And I want our church to serve and be excellent in the kingdom. And a lot of churches have a problem. They do things halfway, do the very minimum. And because they think they're restricted with resources. And we don't have lots of money in the bank we have some and i thank you all for contributing but the source of all our finances is god so we shouldn't feel restricted to give him excellence and we put together a a list of items that we think we need at this church to provide excellence the first one i want to talk about and i'll talk about the other some other time First one happened this last week. We had a contractor come and change out all the lighting in the church, except for in here. They did this earlier. Uh, And they did the parking lot lights with LED. They said the new lighting is gonna save us maybe 60, 70% on our electric. That's excellent. Yeah, and it provides more light. So if you go in the bathroom and and get blinded, that's the reason why. You know, we got (laughs) new lighting out there, and praise God. Now, it had a a price tag to it. The the total was about $12,000. The, my my lovely wife, called PPNL and said, hey, you got this plan going on. Come out and do, do an estimate and, and tell us how much your, your plan will help contribute. Two thirds PPNL paid for. $8,000 PPNL paid for our lighting. Praise God, right? It doesn't need to come from us total. That leaves us 4,000 to do, but God comes through. He always comes through. And as we progress through these other projects, I don't know if God wants to do us all. We all need to be in prayer. Um, You know, I'll get to all that stuff, but keep praying and thank you for giving. Amen? Amen.
2: Good morning. It's nice to see so many faces here. We were away the last two Sundays, we were on vacation. My in-laws are, Sam's mom and dad are here with us. And so we've been having a great time. And before we sing, I just wanted to say how much we appreciate um, Rod and Cindy and Ben and Joy and Eileen and Kathy and my mom, Cheryl, just for the way that they take over and that they're so willing to come up here and lead you all in worship when we need a break or when, <laughs> when we can't be here or when we're on vacation. Um, it just is such a blessing for us. So we just wanted to say thank you um, and how much we appreciate and I hope that you all appreciate them too. Um, because they're really working really hard for, for the Lord and to help lead you in worship. So would you please stand? We're gonna, we're gonna sing this morning. God, we just pray that you would quiet our hearts and quiet our spirits this morning. Sometimes this world is really loud and the lies of the enemy are loud. And so I pray this morning that we can push those aside, push them out of our minds, help us to realize that they are not from you. And I pray that we will be able to worship you this morning in spirit and truth, that these words that we sing won't just be because they're on a screen and we're supposed to sing them because we're in church, God, but because we mean them, because we want to give back to you the praise that you are so, so worthy of. And so, God, I pray that you'll be pleased with our worship this morning. I pray that you'll be pleased with our attitudes, with our hearts as we turn them to you. In your name I pray. Amen. that we were that we were gone and we listened to the the sermon online afterwards and um pastor had given a time of testimony of praising god for what he's done and Oh my goodness, it was so amazing to listen to all of you, and it was a lot of you, that was awesome. That was, I think, what was the greatest part was was that there were so many of you who were standing up and sharing the goodness of God and what He has done in your lives, and that was amazing. And, you know, the next song we're singing is 10,000 Reasons, Bless the Lord. And we all have 10,000 reasons and more, I think, of things that we, can say that God has done for us and around us and in our lives and in our hearts. And, um, and so I just want us to be, to be aware of that. Sometimes we have hard days, and sometimes it's hard to look and see how God's blessing us. But he is blessing us. Every day you wake up, God is blessing you. Um, and I know that sometimes it's hard to keep that in mind, but I just want to encourage you, and myself included, because I fall into that trap as well, um, that God is always working in our lives. He's always doing stuff for us. He's always loving us and forgiving us and protecting us and providing for us because that's who He is. He loves us and, and we just have, I'll say it again, 10,000 reasons to bless his name for how how he works in our lives so sing with us please Love you. We adore you. We want to serve you, like Chris said, with excellence, every day of our lives. Please help us to do that. Help us to not lose that passion, that fire, for you. Some days are hard, but God, you are bigger and stronger and mightier and more powerful than anything this world and the evil one can throw at us. Help us to live our lives like we believe that pray for Pastor as he comes to share your word this morning. I pray that you would anoint him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, that he would know that the words that he are sharing, that he's sharing are your words and no one else's. God, help these words of yours to fall on our hearts that have been softened this morning, that, um, that these, that these words that are yours, God, that they will be planted in our hearts and our minds and that they will grow and bloom as we learn more about you, as we serve you every single day. And I pray all of this in your name. Amen. You may all be seated.
3: Amen. Wow. Good worship this morning. Yeah, I, I think I pulled something doing some weights uh, recently, and my back end is bugging me. So I have a real serious problem. I exercise even in pain, and that's not always good. So I think in the exercise with the pain, I've made more pain. So just keep me in prayer. But God is good. I have a good doctor in our church here that helps me out. So, uh, I've wanted to let you know, so I got this thing from a sister, Sharon. There are some things that are still needed i know there's a sign up sheet going around for next week let's make it good amen let's make it good and we usually do thank you for that but we need some for the vbs coming up at the first week the first weekend in august we need uh strawberry topping she's got a two there so we would need two people to bring some i mean two 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 jars of strawberry toppings one chocolate topping uh one nuts and i don't mean a person okay nuts Uh, mini chocolate chips, one, whipped cream, three, masochino cherries, two, and cases of small waters, we need four, and bags of ice, we need three. So I'm going to pass this around. If you can uh, let the Lord lead you with that. We need this for VBS, okay? Thank you. And it's good to see David here today. Thank you for your coming out, Uh, brother. And it's also good to see Vu Joy. It's a special day for her today. Amen. Sing with me. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Sister Ruth. Happy birthday to you. Amen. God has been good. God's been good through the years. Yeah. Amen. We had, we did 15 cars yesterday at least, and the most powerful time, because we've had more cars in the past. But Sam, I don't know if you saw it, the, the most powerful time of yesterday was the conversations going on. People were coming out their cars, sometimes they stay in, and whether it was uh, Amy Lewis or Amy, uh, Amy Zurich or, or um, Cheryl, whoever it was, there, we were talking with people. We were hugging people, we were praying for people to see people asking us to pray for them. It just was a special time. It wasn't so much the amount of cause, it was the amount of conversations that were going on that really, really blessed my heart. 22 servants came out to serve yesterday, and I want to thank you all for that. You all did a great job, and I know God was blessed. And the people that I spoke to, um, and I will be contacting every single one of them. We got 10 people who gave us the information So all 10 will be contacted throughout this year with all events, movie nights and stuff like that. Uh, So we will follow them up. So thank you for that. I met one who has a sister in the nursing home. I'll be going there Wednesday to see her sister. So um, praise God for the opportunities God gave us there. Um, Uh, Next Sunday, Food Fellowship, August 4 through 6, the VBS. And August the 19th is the Iwana uh, Ministry uh, where we do um, a children's ministry yard sale. And we do that every year, so thank God for Jared, Hate, and his family, who helped us work with that. Um, I wanted to encourage you this morning before we even begin. We're going to put on a song, and I want to in- invite you to um, just picture yourself alone in a room with Jesus. If you can just picture yourself all alone with Him, and uh, and just reflecting on Him, uh, let's play this this song, please. <clears throat>
4: A place to lay its head, so why would I let worry steal my praise? Even the roses you have clothed in brilliant red still. I'm And pull at your command, so you can steal my heart with your head, you tell the season.
3: Have you ever um, <clears throat> have you ever paused to think of um, the many things that God has done for you? Have you ever stopped to think of the many times that He met you there when when you didn't expect Him? The times when He just showed He just showed up. I mean, just where God just He just was there. He just. You weren't expecting him you weren't sensing him you weren't feeling him and just he just came right on time have you ever gone through that i was thinking about that the other day i was thinking though we could never think of all the things he's done for us because he's always been doing things for us and i remember that many times that that i that that i, that I was uh, he was watching over me that he was protecting me that that he was keeping me, that he was working in me, that he was working in my life, that he was doing something. And I didn't even know him. I, I didn't even know if he existed. I, I was religious, so I knew, I knew there was something. But I didn't know that I could know him personally. I didn't know he was a person that I could know. And, and yet, through all of that, he was, he was there. He was working, even though I wasn't accepting, or I wasn't realizing, or I wasn't conscious of him. Let me ask you a question. Uh, has all that God had done, has done for you, has that prompted you to want to do something for Him? In other words, um, has everything that He's done in your life or the things that you can think of that He's done in your life, has, has that contributed in any way to things you do for Him or things you've done for Him? Because it's who he is and it's what he does that, that ought to prompt us to want to make him number one in our lives. It's not a blind faith, right? When, we, when Christ calls us to himself, he doesn't call us to a blind faith. Just trust me and that's it. And one day when you get to heaven, you realize it was all true. It's something he does in our lives on a daily basis if we're looking hard enough uh, that causes us to realize that he is everything that he says he is. And that's what prompts you and me to want to wanna honor him and serve him. Like, yes, they serve him. Not the people, but serve him. Not the pastor, but serve him. We do it for him because of what he's done for us. And then the blessings flow. Today and at least for next week, we're going to look at the story of David from 2 Samuel uh, chapter 7. And, and, and there are people who believe that this is person, this Passage is the most important writings of the two books of Samuel It is definitely uh, one of the key passages in the entire Old Testament And we'll, 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 we'll talk a little bit more about that later on and, and, and hopefully next week But if you think about David and if you, if you read about the story of David throughout the, the Old Testament And you read the writings of David in the book of Psalms um, you will become acquainted with a man who, um, who gave his all to God. It, it, you become acquainted with, with the people that he loved, or the, the lives that he influenced, the lives that he touched, and, and, and also of his, his heart and his passion for God and how much God used him. You realize everything that this man was, and then when you read the life of Bathsheba, you realize that he was only human. That amidst all that, that this man and everything that revolved around his life, he was human, just like you and me, and needed to rely on the same God that you and I rely on. Let me read to you, it's not on the, this is not on the screen. Some outstanding facts about David. He was from Bethlehem, he, he was God's anointed one, right? And the word anointed and Messiah by the way are used synonymously in the scriptures, okay? Um, he was a shepherd he wrote at least 50% of the book of Psalms. He was Israel's greatest king. He was a man after God's own heart, and from his seed comes the Messiah. A powerful impact, an an influential person, an influential leader of God, quite a man of God. And, And so David was perhaps sitting there in his room one day, or sitting in front of the altar or on his knees and he began to reflect on perhaps the many things that God had done for him. He started thinking of of everything that God did for him and everything that God did through him and everything that God did in spite of him. And he came up with a wonderful idea. It was a, a genuine desire within his heart. David wanted to do something for God, not something for the cause of God. I hope we all want to do that but he wanted to do something directly for god but there were concerns that he needed to put together or some things that needed to fall into place as to how to do that and today we're going to talk about that we're going to we're going to let's start with prayer up on the screen is the title of our message today it's called a, a selfless agenda a selfless agenda would you please stand with me and join me in prayer father you do you give us everything father you are faithful even even when we're not faithful your word says you remain faithful because you cannot disown yourself that's who you are you are faithful you're the embodiment of love and compassion and goodness and mercy that's who you are So Father, we thank you. We praise you. We bless you. We uphold you this morning. Holy Spirit, you're the one that that reveals the Father. You're the one that reveals his love. You're the one that embraces us when we need it most. Holy Spirit, you're the one that has been there for us. Christ is seated at the right hand of the Father. Holy Spirit, it is you working in us and we praise you and thank you uh, for the things you've done in our lives. Would you guide us today? Would you quicken our hearts? Would you bring us this morning spirit of the lord bring us to where we need to be brought to mentally emotionally psychologically where we need to be brought to spiritually in the name of jesus so that it would impact our lives physically for christ we thank you and we praise you we commit to you our hearts and our minds our thinking process we pray that you would bind any attempt of the enemy to to interfere to dissuade uh, what you want to do today in my heart and in our hearts your church and your people Even those hearing online, we praise you and we thank you. Even for them, we commit their lives to you as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So so a selfless agenda, right? I want us to to consider today um, what there might be in this message that that we can take home with us. That we can take home with us this morning. So I want you to notice, first of all, uh, up on the screen... Uh, there was a serious, serious situation. You can follow in the back of your notes there, the bulletin, but a serious situation. 2 Samuel chapter 7 in the first two verses, it says, After the king was settled in his palace, and the Lord had given him rest from all of his enemies around him, he said to Nathan, the prophet, Here I am living in a house of cedar, while the ark of God remains In a tent so 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 cedar trees were not not just only popular because they were strong and they were durable and they were beautiful but they were also an excellent source of timber for woodworkers it was the best of tree at that time most of them came from Lebanon and 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 they were beautiful to look at they were beautiful to do things with they were strong they were sturdy they were outstanding and they were very, very valuable. And so here is David. He's living, in, he's living in a well-built, strong, sturdy, beautiful-looking palace. While the Ark of God, which represented the very presence of God as far as the people were concerned, was in a tent with curtains. And, and 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 it began to trouble it troubled david the location of the ark that was where god was that ark was god that was they took that ark everywhere they went when they were in battles that ark had to be there if it wasn't they would lose the battles they'd become worried because where is god that that ark was a representation of god and so david is troubled with the location of the ark and i would imagine that david he felt that it was inappropriate for him to live in his his own home a night's nice, comfortable palace while the ark of god was in a little tent with curtains that covered it and so he's burdened by that it's bothering him it's 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 it's, it's convicting him and 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 it's true that when they left the land of slavery they traveled and the tent the the, the ark was inside of a tabernacle And it needed to be a movable tabernacle because they were constantly moving from place to place. But David realized that it was time for change. He realized that, 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 that God deserved to be in a better place. Certainly better than in a tent. And it was bothering him. It was convicting him. It was time for this thing to change. He wanted to do something for God. He didn't want to do something for the cause of God. He did a lot of that, but he wanted to do something directly for the Lord. He wanted to bless the Lord. He wanted to bless the Lord with something that he could do for God. David must have felt that that the ark of God, that is the place where God dwells, where the presence of God was, must have um, been overlooked. That God was being overlooked where he's living proves to us that that he's being overlooked and so he wanted to do something for god now first kings 8 18 says that that god was pleased with what was in david's heart that god was pleased with what david wanted to do so god was okay with th- with what he had in his heart doesn't mean it was the will of god but it was what, what was in his heart and god talks about that in first kings 8 and verse 18. so uh A serious situation. There was a burden in his heart for God. He felt that God deserved better. You hear that? David felt in his heart that God deserved better. It's a serious situation because it it pricked his heart. It was making him uncomfortable, especially when he looked at his own temple or his palace when he walked in. I want you to notice, secondly, a strange suggestion. Up on the screen, a strange suggestion. Nathan replied in verse 3 to the king, What you have in your mind, go ahead and do it, for the Lord is with you. (laughs) It's a strange suggestion. So here you have Nathan, the prophet, the one who received information from God, Uh, regarding the will of God for the people of God. And he tells David, he says to him, hey, David asks him, tells him what he wants to do. And he tells David, do whatever is in your heart to do because God is with you. And it's strange because that's not what a prophet often did. A prophet was constantly Listening to the voice of the Lord. He was the messenger of God who heard from the Lord and then brought it to the people. In this situation, he's not hes not heard from the Lord. And he basically tell, encourages David to do what was in his heart. David was burdened, wanted to do something for God. And the prophet tells him to do what was in his mind. He encourages him to do what was heart now don't get me wrong this is not something that the a, a prophet normally do don't get me wrong we are to encourage people to do good things we're to encourage people regarding doing the things of god that's our job uh, but there comes a time would you agree with me this morning there comes a time when we need to take some of the desires of our hearts to the lord there's a time when someone comes up to you and says you know well, you might hear this sometimes God has placed this in my heart that's a good start but just make sure it was God and that's our job to work with that you know, not that we're bringing doubt but but that they come and you know I've got this in my heart or I want to do this or I want to start this or I want to I want to begin to do this thing here and um, instead of encouraging yeah you go and you do it let's encourage prayer sometimes let's encourage seeking the face of God let's make sure it's God's will no matter how good it looks because we can do mighty things for God, and those mighty things for God were not the will of God sometimes. And so that mighty thing that we did for God could have done, been done a whole lot better or a whole lot different with a whole lot more positive results or godly results or God-honoring results if we had taken time to pray about it. That intimate relationship with God is so important, and even for us we are encouraging people regarding that. And so he tells David, go and do what's in your heart. I, I believe he had good intentions i believe he had good motives i believe that he was trying to encourage david to to do this thing for god uh, by the way the word mind and the word heart are used interchangeably in the bible in fact in the in the in the greek um the greek word is is labor the, i'm sorry the hebrew word is labor, and it, it, it is the same word used they're the same hebrew word and so um He tells him, do what's in your mind, do what's in your heart. God is with you, but the Bible says in Psalm 64 and verse 6 that the heart and the mind, again, they're used interchangeably, are cunning and crafty and deceptive. The heart is deceitful above all things, Jeremiah 17, 9 and 10, and beyond cure. Um, Who can understand it? And so, you know, for him to tell David, do what's in your heart, Knowing that the heart can be deceptive if it is not brought before the Lord is a dangerous thing. And so he has good intentions, but he does something that is uncommon or unkind, unkind of a prophet. The prophet will always say, let me seek the face of God. And for whatever reason, I say it's strange that he would say that uh, to David. Do all that's in your heart he was he was speaking he was speaking not from God he was speaking not as a prophet he was speaking as a human he was speaking within himself of what he thought David should do and that's not the role of a it's not how he should have handled this but he meant well so we do we should encourage people to do things for God we should encourage people to um to 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 we say follow your dreams but don't follow your dreams unless you take your dreams first to Jesus What's in your heart sounds good. From our perspective, it sounds good. And it sounds very spiritual and it sounds very godly. But um, talk to God about it. I've had people tell me, you know, I'm going to date a non-believer and I plan on marrying her um, because I know I can lead her to Jesus. Have you talked about that? because 2 Corinthians tells us not to be unequally yoked with unbelievers so did God change his rules for you i know it can happen i've seen it happen i've seen i've seen you know husbands and wives married where one led the other one to christ i've seen that happen but it's not the road we want to take outside of seeking his face word his face first so i think what the prophet should have said to david was what all prophets i mean all true prophets of god and nathan was quite a prophet uh should have said to him hey that sounds really good but let me see god's face and i'll get back to you on that one." Oh, oh let's seek his face together let's pray together and make sure that this is indeed god's will that is god planted within your heart a serious situation a strange suggestion notice last notice thirdly here a simple solution A simple solution second Samuel chapter 7 verse 4 and 5 so there was a situation here right David wants to build this temple the prophet tells him go for it a simple solution because that was a strange suggestion but that night that very night interesting right God didn't wait a week or two he didn't want these thoughts to remain in David's mind and he didn't want the prophet to think that he did the right thing so God intervenes that night, that very night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan, saying, Go and tell my servant David, this is what the Lord says. This is not what Nathan says. I said something earlier, but this is what Nathan, This is what the Lord says. Are you the one to build me a house to dwell in? Wherever I have moved with all the Israelites, did I ever say to any of their rulers, whom, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel? Why have you not built me a house or a cedar? Next slide. Verse 11 being following. The Lord declares to you, Nathan continues, that the Lord himself will establish a house for you. This Nathan speaking to David now. When your days are over and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring to succeed you. Your own, David, your own flesh and blood, and I will establish his kingdom. And he's the one who will build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. Your house and your kingdom will endure forever before me. Your throne will be established forever. So God speaks to the prophet as the prophet should have sought first and tells him, I want you to take this information to David. God is pleased with what is in his heart what is in our hearts, even if it's with good intentions, is not always the will of God. I want you really to grasp that. It's not always God's will, and that's where prayer comes in. God has called us to an intimate relationship with Him. And an intimate relationship is one in which we share concerns with each other. And that's the kind of relationship God wants with David and His prophet here. So He tells him, go and tell David. It's the same exact night The same exact day God wasted no time Nathan was probably laying in bed ready for bed or having his time with the Lord his prayer time and and which is what he should have done first and there God met him sometimes God waits a little longer than we want but that was very very urgent and sometimes in waiting for God he is developing character and he's developing patience and he's developing trust but this was urgent and God didn't want David to dwell on that all that long. So, uh, you know, I, I, I said earlier that the Lord was okay with David. He, 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 he appreciated David's heart for this temple. But in 1 Samuel 22 and verse 8, it says this. It says that God said to David, that God said that, that David had shed too much blood and that he had fought too many battles. There was too much bad blood on his side and that his son would be the one that would build the temple so god 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 blesses him he he basically tells him you're not the one that's going to build me the temple but guess what the one that's going to build me the temple is going to come from you he's going to be your very own offspring he blesses him he encourages him in fact david plays a role in providing some of the materials for building that temple, which was made with cedar wood as well. So God encourages him and and tells him, and and then he gives him even better news. So he gives him even better news. He tells David that not only will your son um, be the one to build the temple, but I'm going to give him an everlasting throne. I'm going to give him an everlasting throne. Think about that for a moment. David is wants to build an earthly temple for the lord and the lord embraces him with the hope of a heavenly eternal kingdom isn't that so much like god i said to a lady yesterday outside that his his grace and his love and his works and his provisions never cease to amaze me when you think god has failed you when you think where is he when you think i'm alone when you think i don't know what to do when you think i don't know what way to turn when we you think when am i going to get a job from it? when am i going to get that money with? when when you're at your wit's end is often when god meets us most <clears throat> so david gets blessed by god with with he you your son is going to build me we're going to have, I'm going to build for you a royal house. I'm going to build for you a royal house. God is talking an eternal kingdom for David and his descendants. And the wonderful thing there is that we, you and me, followers of Jesus, and you listening online, followers of Jesus, we're beneficiaries of this promise it's called the davidic promise there's seven of them we'll talk a little bit about that next week the davidic promise is a promise an agreement a pledge that god made with david which was also an unconditional promise so this is the davidic promise this is why i said earlier that this is one of the key passages in all of the old testament and it carries right into the new testament he makes him a promise and that promise has to do with the lineage of david with the descendants of david from there would come think what he says to him this is your choice the last part of that verse um your throne your throne will be established forever so your throne here the idea that he he's talking about the throne with regard terms relating to the coming messiah so god there's the abrahamic there's the abrahamic uh, um covenant connecting here with the davidic covenant a covenant that god made with abraham way back regarding his seed we'll get more into that next week and then the davidic covenant this covenant to david this promise of having someone of his lineage seated on the throne forever so god god um, fulfills this is a partial fulfillment right because solomon eventually builds that temple and he eventually is seated on the throne So it's a partial fulfillment, but the fulfillment is not complete. That fulfillment will be complete when Jesus comes. I'll touch more on this next week, okay? Just know that the the throne of David is no longer inhabited, right? There is no king in Israel. There's no king seated on the throne. That's the partial fulfillment, the ultimate fulfillment will happen when Jesus comes and sits on his throne. We'll talk about the millennial kingdom a little bit next week and what all that means. Um, but but powerful promises to David. Um, the be- rest of it will be discussed next week. I'm so tempted to get into it now, but I won't. Okay, um, God knows why. All right, so we have here, we have a, a serious situation. We have a strange suggestion. And then we have this... Wonderful solution, right? It's a simple solution. Notice lastly up on the screen, a submissive servant. A submissive servant. From all of that, David has this. His heart is longing, as I hope some of us are, right? If not all of us, his heart is longing to do something for God. Not something for the cause of God. We did that yesterday for him to be glorified. But something for, David wanted to bless God. I don't know if David, the motive is that, you know, he wanted to pay God back for what God did uh, for his faithfulness. We could never outdo God and we can never outpay God, nor are we called to do that. Amen. It's all his grace and his mercy. But um, now, um, and and then, of course, the suggestion. And then after that, the prophet has to come and say, basically, guess what? I was wrong. You know, God has a better plan for you. And he humbles himself and shares that with David. And then David, a submissive servant. Notice 2 Samuel 7, 18 through 20. Then King David went in and he sat before the Lord. And he said, who am I, sovereign Lord? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? And as if this were not enough in your sight, sovereign Lord, you have also spoken about the future of the house of your servant and this decree sovereign lord is for a mere human is he being humble or what (laughs) what more can david say to you for you know your servant sovereign lord next slide verses 25 through 27 and now lord god keep forever the promise you have made concerning your servant and his house do as you promise, so that your name will be great forever He just wanted to see god blessed right he said that your name will be great forever uplift your name forever and then people will say the lord is god over israel and the house of your servant david will be established in your sight lord almighty god of israel you have revealed this to your servant saying i will build a house for you so your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you so he hears this from from the prophet and he it says he went and he prayed to the lord uh um church i wonder right what kind of blessings we would receive if after hearing from the lord on a sunday morning message we go home and seek his face regarding that message yeah, David could have just received this and said, okay, this, this sounds good. But no, he went home and he bowed before the Lord and he sought his face regarding that message. I encourage you to do that sometimes. In fact, I'm going to take it a step further. Wives to husbands, husbands to wives, sons to daughters, sons to parents, sons to mom and dads and vice versa. Um, <clears throat> once in a while, just ask, ask that person. Do you remember the message that God spoke about today? Cuz sometimes we just forget. It's a message from the Lord. It's his word and 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 David knew that. He didn't take the word of God lightly. He took it home and he sought the face of God regarding that message and he praised God for his word. And we need to do that sometimes, church. I don't know if we always do that. I, know, I don't know how often we do that. Um, even when we're having our devotions, what did God say to us? Our, our ears, the ears of our hearts open to what it's saying. And it is our heart connected to what God said? It's so important. Every Sunday morning, God's going to bring a word for us, for you, for me. Um, David went and stood before the Lord, and he saw it his face. Unlike Moses, right? You remember Moses? God tells Moses, because Moses did not speak to the rock, he struck that rock twice. We spoke about that before. Moses several times tried to change God's mind. I preached on that. He, he, he you know, after God said, you will not lead my people into the promised land. You will not do it. Um, they, several times Moses questioned God about that. He thought that maybe God would have mercy or maybe God would turn back on his word. Uh, David doesn't do that here. David doesn't question God. Not that I'm saying David was a better man. I'm just saying David approached it totally different. He sought the face of God. Moses was told, you're not going into the promised land. That's a different thing than saying to David, you're going to be your throne forever. So I understand that as well. But but just know that that David just a submissive servant accepted what god said and it was good of course it it it, it had to it, it was an unconditional promise from the lord by the way that's unconditional we'll talk more about that but it was unconditional so it wasn't based on david's obedience it, he, in fact the the content says that that even when solomon the son of david who's going to build a temple and establish this kingdom through him uh does wrong god will reprimand him or god will discipline him and the generations to follow but it wasn't based on whether we will be—he was obedient or not. So that's an unconditional. There are three of those in the Bible. We'll talk about that next week. But he humbles himself. Think about that, David. Again, David wants permission. I, I, I'd love to raise ask you to raise your hand, but I'm not. But I want to ask you to raise the hand of your heart. How many of you seated in this place today want to do something more for God, right? How many of you want to do something for God, not something to honor God and I pray we're working on that but some I just want to do something for him for a change that is not all him doing for me but that I do something for him you feel his heart can you feel his heart a little bit there David wanted to do something for God God you sit down you relax you're always feeding me let me feed you you're always feeding me let me let me let me bless you that's that was his heart and that's why God was pleased with that it just wasn't God's will God had other plans and we always want God's plans and we want god's will but there is david wanting to build this dynamic temple for the lord here on earth and god wants promises promises to build him an eternal kingdom in heaven praise god for that so i want i want to what i want to do is close by going back for a moment um back to the temple for a moment right the view of the temple right I want us to view the temple for a moment david wants to build this wonderful temple for the lord he wanted to do this awesome thing he wanted god to have a better place a better dwelling place that was his desire that's what he wanted to do and and i wonder, i want to thank god for this temple right now i want to thank god for this this church i want to thank god for in six years we've seen some changes right you see the front of the church out there how it used to look like a, a forest wannabe And then we did some work and it looked like a garden wannabe. And now it looks like the front of a church. Amen? I thank God for that. I thank God for the parking lot and the new lines and all that and the work that was done there. I thank God for the steeple. I I thank God for the church. I thank God for the banners. I thank God uh, for the lighting, the LED lights. I thank God for things he's done. I thank God for the way this, this church building looks. But I want to remind you that the temple of God is the heart of his people that we ne- we no longer need to be inside of a temple to worship God because the temple is inside of us the temple is is our bodies this is where he dwells first Corinthians 6 19 and 20 do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit he lives inside of us that's the temple and and so we can worship God And we should worship God individually, wherever you're at, even in the storm, when the rains are coming down, uh, when you feel defeated and depleted and hopeless and hapless, when you're just not feeling it, we still can worship God because the temple is not in this building. The temple of God, where He dwells, is in your heart and my heart. And so when you don't feel like worshiping, worship. When you don't feel like being happy, be happy. Look inside of your heart and you'll see him seated on his throne of authority in your heart and in your life and worship him. And we are to worship God individually, but we also in, in, to worship God corporately. We worship God corporately. We worship the one in this temple, we worship Him. In this temple as well, but the worship begins with what begins with what's going on in our hearts. David wanted to build a house where he can be worshipped and adored and uplifted and honored, and that was a good thing. But God went a step further, and He built the temple in your heart and mind. And in there is He, and 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 that temple ought to have him seated on that throne you see before christ came that temple was occupied by me and by you and we ran the shots of our lives and we did what we wanted we were on the throne we were our king we were our boss we ran our lives where did it get you i don't know about all of you but i know where it got me and i found myself pastor al on on my face many a times Weeping out for help, not knowing where to get it from. Turning to people and things and philosophies and teachings. It never worked till I realized someone else had to sit on that throne. And his name is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The Alpha and the Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. Jesus Christ, the King. So God makes him this wonderful promise. David david realizes that the ark of god the presence of god was messed up it just wasn't in a good place he knew that god needed a temple to dwell in and then god gave him the the, the good news the promise and then let me ask you a question if the holy spirit was to evaluate the temple of god today you know what that temple is right if he was to evaluate if not david But the Holy Spirit of God evaluated that temple today. Would he be satisfied with what he sees? Because when David looked, he was not satisfied. He knew that God deserved something more. And he certainly does deserve something more. It was a selfless agenda, a serious situation. A strange suggestion a simple solution a submissive servant he had the right heart he had the right mind he had the right desires he wanted to do it all for God because God was worthy isn't he worthy of our best he's worthy of the best that we can be and the best that we can do he is totally completely worthy of all that but the problem comes when we try to meet those goals or those desires or those agendas for God without God god wanted to be a part of this fixing that david wanted to do and he wants to be a part of the fixing that needs to happen in our hearts because that's the temple that he's put there that is to be occupied by him amen i want to pray this morning i want to close in prayer Um, and i want you to know i'll be the i'm the first standing so praise the lord i'm the first standing I, I need I need more of Jesus and I need I need to surrender more to him so he can do his work but but there's a temple in my heart and there's a temple in your heart let's make sure that it's occupied by the right person right that is occupied but by the right person because as long as I'm running the shots that's the wrong person I was wrong with I was born with the wrong person born into sin the Bible says you know and so um, let's make sure that he's Lord how do we apply this message make sure first and foremost that he is Lord not just Savior he's Savior but that he's Lord Lord means he's the one I follow Savior he's the one I depend on after the after I pass on Lord is the one I follow I live my life for him on a daily basis why because he's on the throne of my heart and let God continue to do that work in our hearts Faithful begins by submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Is He your Lord? I'm not asking if He's your Savior. I trust everyone in this room, He is your Savior. I'm asking, Is He your Lord? Is He on the throne? Is He running the shots? Does He occupy the throne of your heart? A selfless agenda. If you need to stand stand if, if you need to pray if you need prayer to stand just stand. if you need to see God for a moment here just stand. It's just if you just need God to meet you right now today just stand. I believe he wants to meet you right now. He spoke to you. I know he spoke to you and he might have said more to some than others but God spoke to you. I know that. I know that. Just stand. If you need to stand just stand. And if you need someone to come alongside you and put his or her arm on your shoulder and and support you in prayer, just raise your hand. If you need anyone to support you in prayer, just raise your hand. I'm standing with you. I'm standing with you. If you're battling whether I should stand, everyone will see me. I don't want anyone to know in Jesus name just listen to his voice father thank you for your grace and love thank you for uh, the heart of David what a heart perfect he was not we know but in his passion for you Lord it's hard to even imagine how one can be as committed to you Thank you for his example in his life. Even the imperfections are a reminder to us that we can still find God when we do wrong. We can still find God. We can still get it right with God. We can still seek your face. Thank you that your mercy is new every morning and that you're here today to minister to our hearts. Maybe there's some sitting that just can't stand. Just can't stand. Something's holding them down. Would you meet that person as well, dear God? Because you can You can meet them there as well and i pray that if not here this morning when they get home that they would seek your face regarding the message that they heard today your message is not to be wasted it's not a waste of time when you speak it you don't speak to speak you speak to change hearts and lives so father i thank you and praise you for your grace and your love and your mercy and i pray this day in jesus name for those standing i stand with them oh god in jesus name relinquishing giving all over to your keeping to your hand to your grace and your love because you're faithful and you love us more than anyone else can and yes god i know that if we all stop to pause and start thinking about the things you've done for us they'd be too many to declare too many you're worthy of our all because you've given your all for us you're faithful and gracious and loving and so father we praise you And we thank you for your mercy and grace this morning. Take this temple. Take this temple, God. And glorify Christ in it and through it in my life and our lives for the glory of God. We praise you and we thank you and declare you, the Lord, seated on the throne of our hearts. King of kings and Lord of lords. In Jesus' name.
2: Would you please stand for our closing song? And as you're standing, um, the Lord reminded me that I forgot someone when I was talking about how thankful I am for people who help out on the praise team and that is Noreen, who plays the piano so beautifully. Um, And I apologize that I forgot to list her. So I wanted to make sure to do that because she plays so beautifully and she helps us out whenever she can.
3: always provides he's faithful and he's gracious and he's a timely God and he knows the needs I want to ask someone to do me a big favor and okay go ahead Amen. Praise God. That's right. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. I want to ask um, Sister Sharon, would you do me a favor and go alongside Shirley? Shirley's got a heavy heart this morning. Just go alongside Shirley. I want you to just hold her shoulder. I'm going to close in prayer. Shirley lost her brother this week, and I I just know she's got a heavy heart, and I can see that. So um, let's close in prayer. Thank God for his grace. Father, we bless you. And we thank you for your grace. Yes, Lord. It's so easy to say, Lord, I give you my heart. But only you know my heart. Only you know the heart. But I want to pray, Lord, help us to realize that our hearts belong to you. Help us to realize that. Because until we realize that, it's going to be hard to give our hearts to you. And the heart is deceitful above all things. And so God, help us to know that our hearts are to belong to you. And for that, you went to the cross and gave your life. To give you our hearts so that you would dominate our lives, that you would guide and control and direct our lives. Father, I pray for my sister Shirley. I thank you for her joy and her support and her love and her prayers and the many people that she helps and the many things she does behind the scenes but right now she needs you to embrace her heart she needs you to touch her you've promised us so many wonderful things in your word dear god and when we're down you're there to pick us up thank you for your word and your promise that even though we we may not know the future state of someone based on lifestyle lord you can work In miraculous ways at that moment. You're the one that calls to the next life. And so give a sense of hope in knowing that, Lord, you were there. You were there when that time came for her brother. You were there because that's who you are. And there is always hope when we think of a God who is a fair and loving and gracious God. And so would you embrace her? Would you uh, put your arms around her. Would you remind her of how special she is and how much you love her and how you will take her through this time and remind her that she has a, a body of believers here who loves her dearly. Thank you, Father, for sending Jesus, for his grace and his love. Thank you for your word today. May it, may it permeate our spirits and our hearts and our lives throughout this week. May we think about the Savior, the Lord Jesus, May we think about his throne. May we think about uh, his temple. What we're putting into it. What we're putting into our bodies. May we think about that. May we think about um, pleasing him and making him happy. And blessing him for change in our lives. That Lord, we would would bless you. Your word says, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me. It's him who's inside of us. So thank you, Father. And thank you for my brother Dave who came to help out with the uh, sign language today as well. Bless him and encourage him and continue your work in his heart. Thank you for Patty and Paul who are not here. Bless them, Lord. You know that they have an agenda. They want to bless people for Christ. So we just commit ourselves to you now. We commit this week to you, Father. We praise you for your love and for your word and for this selfless agenda for Christ. He's worthy. In Jesus' name we pray, and all the people say, amen. Thank you.